Welcome to the Rock Church Audio Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us today. Rock Church is located on Harrison Avenue between Mulford and Perryville Roads in Rockford, Illinois. Today our message is brought by one of our associate pastors, Dan Kohler. Praise God. Well, if you'll turn in your Bibles, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, beginning at verse 16. You can put a finger there. Some time ago, I read an account of some climbers that were going to try and scale one of the Himalayas. And I don't remember which, which uh, summit it was. But the thing that it was advertised as it was just Gorgeous. It was an absolute beautiful mountain. It was snow-capped. It was set against blue skies. And the climbers would go and they would just make great progress during the day. They could see the mountaintop and they were excited about the climb. They were excited about what they were going to anticipate seeing. And it was said that uh, the views from the mountaintop were absolutely spectacular. You could almost see the curvature of the earth from the mountaintop. But as is in the Himalayas, the mountains at best is unpredictable. And the next day, clouds rolled in. And there was a a fog type thing that came over the mountain. And pretty soon, the climbers weren't focused on the goal. They were focused on the ground ahead of them. And each step became arduous at best. Where the previous day they'd made great progress, the pace was quick and everybody was encouraged and everybody was helping each other. Now they were focused on their own needs. And pretty soon tempers became short and people were irritable because they couldn't see the goal. And it became something that was very difficult. They were irritable. And oftentimes, words were spoken harshly. You know, we're not too different from those mountain climbers, are we? When we see the goal, when it's apparent that it's there, and we're excited about it, and we, we want to go there. But then things come in, and circumstances and situations cloud the environment around us. kind of what we experienced for the last year and a half, it hasn't it been. Seems like life is just more difficult. And it seems like there's no hope. There's no future. A lot of people, it's destroyed their faith. It's destroyed their joy. They don't have any joy. Despair and discouragement has come upon many in our country. It's a spirit of fear that swept our nation. And consequently, it's robbed us. You see, for where there's no faith in the future, there's no power in the present. When you've lost your vision, when you've lost your faith... You don't have power for today. And God wants us each to have power. 
we're spirit-filled Christians. We're not bound by a, what's going on around us, what surrounds us. We are not a people without faith in the future. We are a people of the presence of God. We are a people that have the power of God in our lives. In our text, we look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul tells us not to lose heart, not to give up, not to give in. That we're to stand firm in our faith. You know, the world is continually changing around us, isn't it? There is nothing static about the world. And there's nothing static about our lives or the circumstances that surround it. Even when the world seems to be falling apart around us, yet there is Jesus, right? And Paul says that although our bodies are wasting away, <clears throat> for those of you who are a little more mature, we know that we don't have the bodies we did when we were 20. We wake up with a few more aches and pains and aren't quite as quick on our feet. But the thing is, is that even though our bodies are wasting away, our spirits are not. I'm going to pause here for a moment and ask you a question. Where are you at today? How are you coping with life? How are you coping with all that's going on in the world and, and all that's going on in our country. How are you coping? Are you angry? Are you filled with fear? Are you filled with despair and discouragement? I would like you to do a little self-evaluation while I continue to speak. Evaluation, it's a kind of a key word. We use it when we're applying for a job. They tell us whether, you know, they evaluate us and see if we have the, the skill set to do the job. And then there's the annual review, you know, of your employment to see if you're living up to their expectations. And then, you know, we, we measure intelligence even, don't we? We evaluate intelligence. We have IQ test. We test your intelligence quotient. And some of you probably belong to Mensa. They have the IQs of 150 or above. But I wonder, what if we had an FQ, a faith quotient? Wouldn't it be interesting to have a faith test before you ask Jesus to come into your life? And then after, right after, 
And then, then maybe we could have a, a faith quotient test after baptism or after you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Would be an interesting test, wouldn't it? See where our faith quotient lies. But the key is, is that we're being renewed daily. Isaiah 29, 19 says, The humble will be filled with fresh joy from the Lord. The poor will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Filled with fresh joy. Here's a, here's a killer question. When was the last time you were filled with fresh joy? You see, your joy should always be fresh. It should be new every morning. If your joy and your faith are stale, it's time to be refreshed in Jesus. It's time to humble yourself before God and receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. I think of Paul's or uh, David's prayer in Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Grant to me a willing spirit to sustain me. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. This was after David's great moral failure. And he's asking the Lord to renew him in spirit. As we looked at our text again, it says, we are being renewed every day in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, in my short life, I've never seen so much division and dissension. Not only in our country, but in the church. Our rhetoric is creating schisms. We are called to speak the truth in love. I'm not saying that you can't have an opinion. I'm not saying that you can't say what's right. But we need to start speaking the truth in love. I, I firmly believe the devil is doing a jig right now because of the dissension that is coming into the body of Christ because of our rhetoric, our hard stance. How can you, how can you say you're a Christian if you voted for Trump? How can you say you're a Christian if you're voting Democratic? How can you say you're a Christian and you fill in the blank? There's a darkness that swept over our country that is far more dangerous than COVID. And if we allow it, it will sweep over the church. We need to take a stand in the spirit. And we need to be renewed daily. 
I believe the Spirit of God wants to move over the church today. I believe He wants to do something not only in the church corporately, but individually. He wants to give us a new hope. He wants to give us a new faith in the future. He wants us to walk as brothers and sisters in Christ. First Peter gave us this warning in chapter 5. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. The enemy of your soul is looking to sneak into your life. And if he can do it through rhetoric, if he can do it through stealing your vision, if he can do it by bringing a cloud over your faith, he will do it. The mountain climbers lost hope. They lost the vision of the mountaintop when the clouds came in. And that's what the enemy is trying to do right now to this, not only this country, but to the church. He's trying to cast a cloud over us so that we're no longer brothers and sisters in Christ, but we're factions. Any of your soul wants to rob you of faith in the future so that you have no power in the present. Did, did, did we talk before the service about the set? No, it was led of God, wasn't it? Yeah. See, God's doing something. God's stirring. God's wanting to do something in your lives today. Think of the words of Lamentations chapter 3, beginning at verse 22. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. past two weeks, I've just felt a stirring in my spirit that God's wanting to do something. God's wanting to do something in your lives. Do you need a fresh start? Have you lost faith in the future and you find that there's no power in your present? You need a, do you need a fresh start at work? you need a fresh start at home? Maybe you need a fresh start with some relationships. Or maybe, maybe you just need a fresh start with God. His mercies are new every morning. Our faith can be recharged every morning, every noontime, every evening. We have faith in the future because of Jesus, not because of what we see going on around us. The last verse I quoted from Lamentation states, The Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in Him. 
Is your hope in the Lord today? Do you need a fresh start with Him? Okay, I'm going to step on some toes. Where are you at today? Paul said that we were to focus on the things that are not seen and not upon the things that are seen. Is your focus truly on the things that are not seen? You see, COVID is temporary. Current politicians on both sides of the aisle are temporary. We need to begin to focus on what is of eternal value and not what is of temporary value. The church of Jesus Christ needs to rise up and be the model for what our country should be. We need to focus on the things of the Spirit, and we need to live one day at a time, being refreshed every morning by the new mercies and joy of the Lord. Dr. Daniel McCall wrote this, It isn't the burdens of the day that drive men mad. It's the regrets over yesterday and the fear of tomorrow. Regret and fear are twin thieves who rob us of today. Someone put it this way, When I'm anxious, it's because I'm trying to live too much in the future. When I'm depressed, it's because I'm trying to live in the past. How true that is. We find ourselves struggling often because of unrealistic visions. We need to live one day at a time. We need to open our hearts and our spirits to God every day. Isaiah 40, 31. Almost every one of you could probably quote it. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will not walk and not faint. Donald Barnhouse wrote this. Faith is not self-hypnosis. But that true faith acts on supernatural facts and gets supernatural results. Are you seeing supernatural results in your lives? I really believe that God wants to pour out His Spirit more than ever. He wants us to get our focus off of the cloud and the mist and the fog and the things that distract and keep us from the vision and get us to focus back on Jesus Christ and let Him guide and direct our days. In 1983... My family and I were with YWAM and we were on outreach and we went into northern Thailand and we went up to the village of Phong. Phong is 30 miles from what is now called Miramar and that day it was Burma. And it was a hotbed of political activity. It was at that time that the Burmese, uh, there was a communist movement over in Burma that was trying to infiltrate Thailand. And the Thai army had these orders that if there was a village that was 
a stronghold of communism, they would encircle it during the night and open fire. That was the political climate when we were in Pong. So we arrived there, and we had, um, we had our three kids, and people, other team members had their kids. Uh, Rachel was one at the time. She had just turned one. She uh, took her first steps in uh, Singapore, and she cut her first tooth in communist China when we were smuggling Bibles in. So we had this little baby, and uh, we stayed at the YMCA. Now, everybody thinks, well, that's great, you know. Probably slept on the gym floor. No. See, the YMCA there was literally a two-story shack. The poles were literally small trees that had been debarked, and the siding also comprised the interior wall so you could see through the chinks. The temperatures in the daytime got up into the 80s. At night, we were in the 40s. There was no heat. There was no insulation. There was a squatty potty. You've never had the joy of a squatty potty? You've missed it. There was a big earthen jug there filled with water that they would fill with buckets of water. And you use that water in the morning to bathe, dump it on yourself. But you also used it to flush the squatty potty. And, oh, and they told us that the big flat rock next to the squatty potty, you had to slide that back over to keep the rats from coming up from the sewer at night. We had to go into the streets during the day to find food at the hawker stalls. And it was, it was a chore trying to find any kind of milk for Rachel. And so after the first night there and shivering and cold, in the morning we got And the manager was a young woman and she was just begging us to stay. And uh, the team met and to see if we would, needed to move someplace better. And as we were praying and talking, I just felt the impression of the Lord, the passage from Matthew, and he said, if you come into a home and you're welcome there, stay there. If not, then shake off the dust from your sandals. And I said, I feel like we're supposed to stay here. And the team agreed. We were there for several days. I don't remember how many days. Did you know what happened? Because we didn't give in to our environment, we didn't give in to the hardship and the bad things. We began to focus on Jesus. Our kids would dress in, in costumes and they would sing to the Lord and dance in the evenings. And we would have literally thousands of people in the street markets at night gather to hear our kids perform. And we would preach the gospel. And people came to know Jesus Christ. Because we chose to overcome the situations. We overcame that which was hard. And because of it, God blessed it. And God got the glory. I have no, I have no regrets. I have no regrets of having taken my wife and children to such a place. We began to experience the Holy Spirit at a whole new level.
we found what the psalmist wrote. Created me a clean heart, O oh God. You know, it wasn't about us anymore. It was about God in us. It was about what was God doing. And could we be a part of it? Do you want to be a part of what God is doing today? Do you want to make a difference? You see, the Lord was so good to us that he renewed us every day. We got up in the morning and there was joy in our hearts. And it was fresh. It wasn't made up. It wasn't hype. We didn't make ourselves do it. It was like we couldn't help ourselves. It was a Holy Spirit working a good work inside of me, inside of Dan. It changed me. It changed me. And he wants to do the same for you. What he did in us said, we'd wake up in the morning and we would say, yes, we can do this. Yes, we can do this. The Lord's been speaking in to me lately that some of you need breakthrough. You need a breakthrough in your lives. I'm reminded of when the Philistines attacked David. In 1 Chronicles 14, verse 11, said, So David and his men went up to Baal Perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, As waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand, so that the place was called Baal Perazim. The literal translation of Baal Perazim is that as water breaks through. But some Hebrew scholars say that he, it is the possessor of breakthrough. That God is the possessor of breakthroughs. And God is the God of breakthroughs today. God has not changed. He has not changed. He is immutable. He is unchangeable. And his powers are unchangeable. And his working in the lives of those that love him and are called according to his purposes, he is working in your lives to bring breakthrough. He doesn't want you to be overcome by the circumstances of this world. He doesn't want you to be overcome by hardship. He doesn't want you to be overcome by sickness. He doesn't want you to be overcome by difficult relationships. He doesn't want you to be overcome. He wants you to be an overcomer because he wants you to be renewed each day. Listen to the prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. In Habakkuk 3, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Renew them in our day. I believe God wants to do some renewing this morning. I believe God wants to give you a fresh anointing. I believe that there's a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit that wants to blow through the church. And not just this church, but any church that will open up their hearts and their doors to him and will allow him to come in. I believe that God wants to in this day begin a revival that is going to come through this nation. We are not subject to the events that are going on around us. We are not overcome. What did Isaiah 40 say? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Do you need a fresh start today? Do you need a a fresh anointing? Do you need your strength renewed? Have you found yourself in a spiritually dry and dusty place? It's time to renew your strength. It's time to, to seek and ask God for a fresh outpouring of His Holy Spirit in your life. time to break out of some old routines that you've allowed yourselves to fall into. It's time. It's the acceptable day of the Lord. Lamentations 5.21 says, Restore us, O Lord. Bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys we once had. Give us back the joys we once had. Today we're going to choose not to focus on things around us, but we're going to focus on the Lord. Carolyn, could you come? I want you to bow your heads for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen to the words of Jesus. As he quoted the prophet Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blinds, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. My desire for you today is that you find new faith in the future, that you might experience to an even greater level power in the present. I want you to I want I want you to test your FQ this morning. I want you to test your your faith quotient. Where are you at with God? Where are you at? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come more. Touch each one here. Lord, I pray that you would restore faith and hope and joy. Renew us in this day, Lord. Let your mercies fall upon us today. Maybe you're here and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. I invite you to do that today. You've never asked him to be your Lord and Savior. 
I want you to, at the end of the service, we're going to have an altar time, and I'll be up here, and I want you to come, and I want to pray with you to receive Jesus. You need a fresh start. Today's the day. In a few minutes, I'm going to invite some of our leaders up here to pray. If you need a if you need a breakthrough, if you need God to do something in your life, if you need to see God do something for you today, then I want you to come to who's ever up here. It doesn't matter who it is. Because the anointing of the Lord is here today. If you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, if you've been dry as a prune, you need to be at the altar today and get prayer. God wants to do something new. He is the God of breakthrough. He's a God that's going to set you free. He's a God that's going to give you faith in the future and power in the present going to restore your joy. Lord, I pray right now that your spirit would continue to move upon each and every one here. Touch each one, Lord. Lord, I really believe God's doing something. His spirit's moving. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to dismiss you, but before I do, if you need prayer for any reason, whatever, I'm going to ask some of our leaders to come up and be at the altar. I'll be down here too. We want to pray for you. What is it that you want Jesus to do for you today? One thing. One thing. What do you want Jesus to do in your life today? Come with that kind of expectation. Come expecting that he's going to break through because he is a God of the breakthrough. Amen? Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in the peace of God. Thank you for joining us on our live stream today. Our hope is that you will discover life in Christ. If you have a prayer need, please take time to fill out a connection card from our website, or you may also send an email to prayer at rockchurch.net, and one of our pastors will follow up with you as soon as possible. For more information about our church, please visit our website at rockchurch.net. We hope to see you in person for one of our live services on Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. God bless you today.